Hey, party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined by Tom Harrison, host of Shuffle Quest, for a game of Adventurer and Troll. Shuffle Quest is a pop culture mashup actual play podcast in which a band of fantasy adventurers undertake a cross-dimensional quest to save the multiverse. Which is to say, it is a podcast in which players take a band of Dungeons & Dragons characters and play them through various pop culture branded role-playing games. So if you've ever wanted to hear how a band of Dungeons & Dragons characters fares in the the mid-90s Men in Black role-playing game, or perhaps a fan-made Dragon Ball Z game, Shuffle Quest might be for you. You can find more information about Shuffle Quest in the show notes. Adventurer and Troll is a two-page, two-player micro-RPG by Sean McCarthy. The premise is simple. There is an adventurer, and there is a troll. The adventurer wants to cross a bridge. The troll lives under the bridge and wants to protect that bridge. The adventurer is afraid of the troll because trolls eat adventurers, The troll is afraid of the adventurer because adventurers kill trolls. Can these two players negotiate a peace that allows everyone to get what they want? Or will the troll eat the adventurer or will the adventurer kill the troll? That is all up to the player's negotiation and a roll of the dice. It is a super fun, super neat, super quick game that I think you'll really dig and that you should check out in the show notes. A brief note before we dive in that I'm going to be at a bunch of different conventions this November. And if you're going to be at these conventions, you should find me and say hi. I will be at Metatopia the 3rd to the 5th of November in Morristown, New Jersey. A Catacon in Dayton, Ohio, the 10th through the 12th. And on the 17th to 19th, I will be at PAX Unplugged in the greatest goddamn city on earth, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you're going to be in any of these places on any of these days, give me a shout. We'll hang out. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I'm sitting down with Tom Harrison. Tom, thank you for coming on Party of One. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to playing. So, uh, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment and tell the audience at home anything that you're working on that you might want them to know about, any cool podcasts you're a part of, all that sort of good stuff. How fun of you to ask that, because wouldn't you know it, I have an answer already prepared. Um... I am the GM host and producer of Shuffle Quest, a uh, actual play RPG podcast. Uh, that is a campaign podcast that takes place over uh, a series of ever-changing pop culture universes. Like uh, the the characters, the player characters, are native to the world, the fictional world of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and they have been kidnapped by a giant floating stone head named Olmec, uh, who takes them to various places that need saving. Uh, so, like, for example, for example, they just uh, saved the universe of Men in Black. Uh, Men in Black, you'll recall, being a movie that no one really likes that much, but everyone likes kind of a little. So that was uh, very fun to deal with. Uh, and what is I, this I love Men in Black. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I genuinely adore that film. <laughs> I think, well, the first one is good. The fact that they tried to make it like into an extended series, I think, is when people caught on. That's like, this is just chrome stuff yeah, and yeah and like I think tony once we, got to like, once we got to like once we got to m once we got to m3b it got a little bit much <laughs> yeah and for the uh second adventure that's just started they are in the world of dragon ball z oh learning that's to sh- real good yeah learning to shoot beams learning to power up oh it's fun uh 
yeah, you would be surprised to find that uh, the Dragon Ball Z role-playing game system is not suited for a long-form plot-based campaign, but we <laughs> did it. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can imagine that. I'm I really love the idea of Shuffle Quest because I am a huge fan of like weird licensed role playing games mm-hmm. and weird fan made uh licensed or not licensed but in universe role playing games. Yeah, because they're just they're fascinating to me. So I'm really I'm really into the concept of Shuffle Quest. Yeah, it all it came to when Joe, one of the uh, cast members, was like. He uh, messaged me one day and was like, hey, one of my buddies has the Men in Black role-playing game he got from a thrift store. Isn't that funny? And I'm like, it's not just funny. It's it's what we're doing for the next year. I actually had the... Ex- you know, oddly enough, I had almost the exact same experience. Uh, a friend of mine IM'd me one day. He's like, hey, I found this in a thrift store uh, dollar bin, and it was a copy of the Men in Black role-playing game. Oh, my God. It's and like... So- sh- <laughs> It's like shockingly not bad. Like it's, it's really funny. It's surprisingly good. And it is better than the Men in Black licensed role playing game from 1996 has any right to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's it is fantastic. And also I just love the there are so many of these pop cultural things that we just all know that are in the ha- the back of our heads but they're like no one's favorite like no one right mm-hmm. now today in 2017 is like i need to think a ton about men in black and dragon ball z and this sort of context lets us play with these these assumptions about these worlds that we all know but yeah Aaliyah lets us think about like actually it's weird that everything is chrome and men in black why would that like why is that what every alien race uses to make their technology. Yeah, no, I I I I really and it's it's real good. It's extremely good. Yeah, I'm having so, fun with it. <laughs> so this week we are playing Adventurer and Troll. It is a one-page micro two-player RPG and I'm very extremely excited about it. Um So, why don't we dive in? Perfect. It is a time of heroes and legends and monsters and terror. Uh, magic has filled the air. And our scene, our story begins on a tiny, slightly broken down wooden bridge over a small, a small but violent river connected, you know, uh, that runs along a thick, a small clearing in a thick forest. So the forest has just opened up. There's this small clearing. There's this small, there's this narrow, but surprisingly violent river. Mm-hmm. And there's this uh, rickety wooden bridge. Seemingly innocuous. Seemingly innocuous. Mm-hmm. An adventurer comes to this bridge. Tell me, uh, introduce, uh, introduce us to your adventurer and tell us, uh, describe them to us as they approach the bridge. Give us their opening shot. Okay, so out from this forest comes a at first a silhouette of a hulking figure dragging an enormous broadsword behind him, and as he comes into the uh, the clearing right before this rickety bridge, we see that this is uh, an extremely buff fellow. Uh, we're talking some some bushy chest hair as he emerges shirtless with. Uh, a still weeping scar across his chest. Uh, 
wearing a bare fur sort of a loincloth situation, uh, a enormous scar across his face from years ago, uh, making one of his eyes a milky white. And uh, need to make it clear, uh, dude is uh, ruggedly handsome as hell, a beautiful boy, and his sword that he's dragging behind him is uh, stained with red and purple blood, and he's got a uh, uh, on his shoulder a sort of sun sh- uh, mm, sunburst-shaped magical scar, uh, and he's looking very much the worse for where he needs to get over this bridge right now, and he approaches it as though it were no different than any other bridge. You, um, you step one foot onto the bridge, you drag your sword into the edge, you, you put your hand on the, uh, the rope, the rope handle, you put a foot on the bridge, and suddenly there's the sound of thunder, black clouds fill the sky, a huge, uh, deep, ruby, blood-red hand clutches the side and pulls over this, uh, this gaunt, wiry, long-limbed troll who comes up cackling. <laughs> and he says, uh, um, what is, th- <laughs> sorry. Oh, he says, continue. And he starts, he, he, his eyes glowing yellow. He says, Beware the bridge of Caliban the Red with claws vicious with claws and vicious fangs you'll end up dead. <laughs> uh what is the language uh policy on this podcast? Oh, you feel free to you fucking swear as much as you want, my friend. Uh this adventurer upon seeing this uh yelps out, "Fuck!" God, sorceress troll! And the troll, the troll locks eyes with the adventurer and goes, ah, ah, "Adventurer!" And now the game begins in earnest. Excellent. The two of us are going to negotiate you trying to cross this bridge and me trying to keep you from crossing this bridge. Uh, I have a trust track from zero to six. I also have a six-sided dice currently on six. I have six patients. I've set the dice at zero trust with six patients. Now the negotiation begins. Caliban leans forward, his bony limbs like jutting out, and he says, What brings you to the bridge, big boy? One, thank you for calling out that I am a big boy. Appropriately seen. I feel I feel seen right now. Two, I've just come from a lich's hideout. I need to bring this amulet. And he hoists a uh, glowing purple amulet on a gold chain in front of the troll's face. Like, I need to bring this amulet to my buddy Cleave. He, too, is a barbarian. Ah, uh, if I don't get this to him in the next hour, Cleave's done for. I, um... What's your name? Who are you? I'm Roger Sword Hoister, but who I am really right now is a guy who needs to get over this bridge. I mean, you know, a little, pa- little friendliness wouldn't hurt, uh, but uh, that's fine. I, You know, you ain't crossing this bridge, so it really doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter how friendly you are, you ain't crossing the bridge. 
you started off, you're talking about friendliness. You started off with a poem about how I'm going to end up dead, which, by the way, great poem. <laughs> I, you wouldn't know it to look at me, but I love the arts. I, thank you, actually. Nobody, you know how many adventurers I've had to eat and they didn't appreciate the iambic pentameter of that, of that <laughs> couplet? It was, it's not easy. I'm I'm really thankful that my name is three syllables because it really perfectly fit into this into the rhyme structure. So thank you for noticing. What if you need to do some uh some tetrarchs? That won't that won't work. Is that a yeah. is that a type whatever? <laughs> Cut that. That wasn't funny. <laughs> so thank you for noticing. Thank you for appreciating the arts. But um you know, I still can't really let you cross the bridge. It's a whole reputation thing. Uh, you know, I'm not, I've already just been on an adventure, I've already just fought a monster, I don't, like, I'm, I just really need to get to Cleave, he needs this amulet, there's a ghost inside who knows about, uh, who knows about wounds, the ghost is gonna, is gonna solve my buddy Cleave's problems, look, I won't tell anyone that I went over this bridge, if that's what it's about, if it's about reputation, I, I'll tell everyone that, like, you ate my eye at like and he like points to his blind eye like I'll, i was gonna I'll point, i was gonna I'll ask what happened with the eye i was gonna ask it's actually a great story uh so one time i was in this tavern you know how it is with you when you're in a tavern i've actually uh, never was, been to it tell me uh, what's it, what are they like i've never they you know they don't really with, with the bridge and the not having money and also the you know eating of faces it's not really my scene so like Walk. I'm. I've always kind of wondered what like a tavern is like. Um, Roger Swordhoister's face, uh, a, a tapestry of of war and pain, softens for a moment at the thought that you've never been to a tavern. He says, "Oh, a tavern is the best place in the in the world. It's what makes you go on an adventure. It's what makes all this hardship and pain worthwhile to come back to a nice." A nice tavern. They usually have one big gimmick. Uh, like maybe they'll have like a like a bear's skull, and it'll be called like the bear's skull. Uh, the, the fun names are always the killer. They they're what does it for me. And you walk in, and there's someone playing music on a on maybe a lute. Have you heard lute music? I one time I did. I um I I, I had a bard. It's a pretty funny story. A bard came with a lute and um. He was playing the lute, he was playing the lute, he was trying to cross the bridge, and uh, I told him, that's a really beautiful thing, if you keep playing that, I'll let you cross the bridge. And he stopped, he stopped because he was like, what do you want to hear? And I said, I don't know any music, and he was like, well, I, you, I can't play music if you don't give me a request. That's not really as funny as it is, like, a, a stern warning about not wasting my time, <laughs> but, like, it's, I think there's a certain humor to it. No, oh, that's Bard all over. That's why I don't adventure with Bards. They're really a pain in the ass, right? I, uh. Anyway, I'm sorry, like, I interrupted. No, it's fine, it's fine. As long as, as we, if we get to drag Bards, it's fine with me, bud. But anyway, taverns. You got your loot music, and imagine that, and behind it, a roaring fire. And imagine you've been mm-hmm. trudging through, through mud and rain, and you're damp, uh, you live under a bridge. Do you actually like being damp? I uh, trolls are not fond of fire. I will say that it's not not a real selling point. Okay, imagine it was like a building where you were extra damp. 
Okay, I'm into that. Like, it's not, but that's the equivalent for, for like, an adventurer. Uh, and you go in, and it's full of people. Uh, half of them uh, have quests to give you. Half of them uh, are, are sort of shady characters who you know have some sort of a hook that can ch- change the next month of your life. And, oh, man, the ale. Have you had ale? Um, I've had... I've had elf blood. Is it like elf blood? Um, let's say, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm into that then. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was real good. Uh, and they serve you ale. They serve you roast legs of mutton. I'm certain that you've had a, a, a roast leg of flesh tearing it off the bone. Oh, it's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. Imagine all those things in one place. That's pretty good. You've gotten yeah. you've sold me on the you sold me on the tavern. Uh don't go to one though because uh you are a troll and everyone will attempt to kill you. That's a bummer. That yeah. that's bummer. Yeah, no, I just I realized I sort of set you up and then and then tore you down, but it's for your safety. I don't want you trying to go to a tavern uh and, and being murdered cuz I mean you killed me that poem. I got no quarrel with you. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make something happen here. But anyway, how I got my scar—that's what you wanted to know, right? Yeah, I wanted to know about the scar. It's, I've got questions. Oh, it was, it was. This is one of my best stories. Okay, so I was in the tavern with my buddy Cleve. He also is a barbarian. I'm a barbarian, you see. Uh, okay, that explains the loincloth. Exactly. Yeah. Although now, I mean, if you wear one of these, if you go around, uh, you'll know that, like. It's not just barbarians who benefit. This is so freeing. Like a bard with this, I feel like all their all their little hangouts would be gone. They wouldn't need to constantly be trying to trick people. They would know that, like me, the best way to go through life is to hit things with a huge sword. It's very freeing and also comfortable. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm with my buddy Cleve. He's a barbarian. He also is a... Oh, no, rather. He's a half-orc, you see, so he's not as smart as me. And I'm not very smart at all. Anyway, so we're in the tavern, uh, and he says to me, Hey, Roger, I bet I could beat you in an arm wrestling contest. Uh, And so I went into a berserker rage, obviously. uh, And seeing that, Cleve went into a berserker rage. Uh, and he cut half my face open. And, you know, (laughs) that's that's us in a nutshell. We're good friends. Hey, um... Are, uh, are Berserker Rages a thing? Like, is that a real... That sounds like that was not a really a, a big... Um, kind of sounded like it was just sort of a, a friendly competition that you turned into, like, eye-mangling, and I'm not... Listen, I'm not really keen on... Like, that kind of sounds like this is going to end in blood, because, like, uh, I got a lot more questions, and I don't want you getting all, you know, I'm going to murder you, you know, uh, what is best in life to cleave your enemies and uh, all that stuff. You Be cool, alright? Just be cool. I mean, I, that's where I am at now, but one, cleaving your enemies is what's best in life. That's why my buddy Cleave chose Cleave as his name. Uh, mm, I did have that. That explains a lot. Yeah, half-orcs tend to be named like Cleave, uh, Sever, uh, like Lop. There's one, a lot of, a lot of them are called Lop. It's like, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Berserker Rages, they're, they're amazing. You just sort of uh, become a slave to the sword. 
and the sword becomes your your brain and your body. It kicks. I love it. It kicks ass. What, are you saying you don't like a berserker rage? I feel like you would love it because it helps you kill easier. I um hmm. That's actually not a. That's a that's a good point. Now let me ask you some questions about this berserker rage program that you're pitching me right now. Like um. Okay. Say that I'm uh, uh, on a bridge, or perhaps a uh, uh, a crosswalk, uh, a tunnel entrance, some sort of liminal space. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Like a li- like a transitional type liminal space. You know, something between yeah, things. Yeah. Uh, and someone has come, and I'm demanding a toll, and they are not giving me a toll. Could I fly into a rage and like? Kill them before oh, yeah, they that's... maybe like they maybe had a chance to like cast a spell and turn me into a frog for an hour. Oh yeah, that's a perfect. That's like textbook berserker rage time. When when someone is not giving you what they want, like rage, rage right then. Okay, all right. How does one um? How does one get a berserker rage? Like, what? How does that process work? Uh. Well, as I've been reading more about, you know. Meditation, it strikes me more as, I, you know, don't tell any of my barbarian friends this, but I've been reading about meditation at the local Bards College. Doesn't I, mean I like Bards. I, I understand. But uh, I've, I've come to the, uh, the, the realization that Berserker Rages are really just a kind of meditation, uh, except instead of becoming at peace with yourself and the world, uh, you just sort of focus on... Uh, all that enrages you and prevents you from getting back to the tavern. Uh, and you take all of those things, all of those social niceties, all of those uh, self-preservation instincts that keep you from uh, letting the sword become your soul, and you just set them aside for a while. And it's, it's very fun because your sort of conscious mind becomes an observer as you just watch lots of body parts fly off, and you would not believe how much energy you can impart into a head with one okay. swing of a sword. Now, do you need a... Uh, you're talking a lot about a sword, and I see that you have a very large broadsword, and I do want to just point out, very large, uh, you're probably going to want to put it over your shoulder if you cross the... I mean, I'm not... You can't cross the bridge, but were I to let you cross the bridge, you would probably want to put it over your shoulder because it seems like it's going to knock this uh, knock the bridge out, and then you're going to fall into the river... And, you know, that's where the sea serpents are. They're kind of running up river because it's mating season, so you're going to get devoured by a sea serpent. There's yeah, a lot, not, so you put it over your shoulder. That's not good for anyone. That's not good for anyone. Yeah, I'll, shoulder for sure. But I guess my question is, um, do you need a sword, or could I use, like, um, just sort of brainstorming claws and vicious fangs? Uh... It really depends. Like, for me, I'm a human. I need my sword. But, like, show me what you got. What are you working with? Claws and vicious fangs. Again, let me... Can I I take a look? He shows his hands, and they've got the claws, and he kind of, like... He flicks his... He flicks... He's got the big uh, jutting out teeth, and he flicks them, and Mm -hmm. he kind of goes, Ah! Why did I... Ow! 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 Hold on. Oh, oh, there's blood. Okay, hold on. Nah. Nah. Uh, I'm just kind of dabbing at it with my tongue now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Roger is go. Roger's gonna reach out and grab one of his one of the troll's teeth and just sort of wiggle it a little bit and uh, and uh, uh. tap the point. And 
He's like, ah, oh, God, yeah, that's very sharp. Hold on one second. And he's going to bend over. He's going to pick up uh, a branch from the uh, area just before the the tree, uh, rather, just before the bridge. He's going to bring it back to Caliban and say, uh, yo, try to try to cleave this here, uh, this here branch in twain with your claws. All right. Here we go. I'm going to do this meditation. I'm going to center myself. I'm going to focus. And I think he, um, I think he effortlessly, uh, cleaves the branch. He kind of just tears. It's sort of a, it just, he rips into it, you know, claws it. He starts mm-hmm. chewing at it. He's like, ah, you know what? Actually kind of feels really nice getting the little branches in between the teeth. Uh, not gonna, not gonna comment on that. Can't, can't speak to that. But, uh, <laughs> in terms of a berserker rage, I feel like you're, uh, you know, is your first try. I felt like you were a little too present, but that was a that was fantastic, and I think that with some practice, you're really going to be a natural at this. You're going to be able to kill any bard who comes by, which for me is a a huge bonus. Uh, anyway, uh, so you can I can I cross the bridge? What's, uh, what's the deal here? Can't can't let you cross the bridge. You, you know you. I feel like you knew the answer to that before you asked it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Pre- I gotta say, props for asking. You know, a lot of people would either just try to run across the bridge, which, you know, respect the process, or they would just be like, or they would just uh, leave. And frankly speaking, you know, I uh, there, it takes a certain courage to ask. So thank you for yep. asking, but also respecting the curse and the poem and the iambic pantameter and the claws and the teeth. You're respecting the whole package, and I gotta say, I like the cut of that. I like the cut of your jib right now. Thanks, and likewise, um, but uh, you, you mentioned a curse. Now, the thing about Berserker Rages is uh, don't really, you know, work on curses and magic and things that you can't uh, cut. Well, uh, that's... So, are you telling me that if I were to get over this bridge, I'd be cursed, or, or you're cursed to protect the bridge? Because, um... I mean, I really need to get this amulet over to Cleve, like... Right quick. I'd go to a different bridge if I could, but it would take almost Lay, half a day. Um... Okay, look, if I if I if I level with you right now, you seem cool. I'm gonna say it. I'm just gonna put it on the table. You seem cool. I am. But if I level with you right now, are you gonna be cool? Uh you know <laughs> I like to I'd like to say I could promise you yes or no, but you know, when you get really into the berserker rage, sometimes they just take you. <sighs> I, I can't you know what you know what I, I've been my my affirmation calendar says to says to take a chance today and I'm gonna take a chance today I'm gonna tell you something <laughs> the curse it's sort of more of just a like if you really dig into like the lore of the curse the curse is sort of just that I'm gonna eat you just a- Today or like eventually, like as you cross the bridge, like the curse is I'm gonna grab your ankles and I'm gonna pull you down below the bridge to my little like my breakfast nook, and I'm gonna eat you, and it's a whole thing. It's it's curse is sort of an easy way to explain the concept that I'm going to eat you right now if you try to cross the bridge. So like, but but you know it also there's also a certain um uh yeah. 
a, a certain effect to saying, hey, there's a curse on this bridge that sometimes people don't even look that deep into it and they just leave. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot, you know, and that's I'm trying to yeah. just lay out the details of what's going on to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I got something I got to ask you then, to know, knowing what you've told me. Uh, you're talking a lot. You've, you've spoken a lot about your affirmations calendar, about, uh, about, about your interest in the arts, you know, your poetry. You feel unappreciated, and then you come at me with this curse. Uh, I just really got, I've been reading a lot about, you know, self-actualization in the Bard's College. Again, don't tell uh, any heady barbarians to come by about this. I'm technically not supposed to be literate. Uh, but, you know, I feel like you're really underselling your agency here. You're, a, you're your own troll. You know, you can live your own life. I want to hear you make some I statements. Is it I feel cursed to eat you? Is it I have to eat you? Is it I want to eat you? Is it I feel as though I'm expected to eat you? Like, I need to understand where you're coming from here. What does Caliban want here? Because what I'm hearing is a lot of fate. A lot of this is the way it is. And, uh, you know, I feel like if you just dug deeper into who you are and what you wanted like for example what i want is to cut heads off of liches uh that's what i do and since i've come to understand that my life has been a lot more peaceful except for when i fight liches because that is an extremely dangerous and violent activity in which i go into berserker rage you see where i'm coming from I, here, I, right? yeah no i'm definitely i'm definitely seeing i'm i'm picking up what you're laying down um i'm gonna give this a try I want to eat faces. Not discriminately, you know, I want I want to eat faces. It really doesn't matter if it's a person's face or perhaps a pig jowl. Uh, I I don't mean I want my bridge protected. It it, it keeps me safe from the firestorms and the dragons that fly overhead. Okay. Okay. I got I... some responses. Oh, oh. There's Keep more. Going. I got more. Um, I w- more breakthroughs is always good. I would like to write a book. I think I have interesting takes on current events, and I think that I think I would be pretty good at it. Uh, can, can I trouble you for a take? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, liches. Oh, shit. I love liches. I'm killing them, but, you know. What's the deal with liches? I mean, are they dead? Are they alive? Are they magic? Are they mundane? What's the deal? I don't know. It's... I'm not great at off the cuff, okay? I'm not... Caliban. I'm a writer. I'm not an improv artist, okay? Caliban. Caliban. He puts his hand out. Says, Caliban. I've heard a lot of things. I've heard a lot of bards give their give their poems. I've heard good bards. I've heard bad bards. I don't like good bards either. They're too stuck up. They know they're good. That was the best take I've ever heard. Wow, wow. thank you, man. That's that means a lot. I really Thank I mean, you. Fair I, mean, enough, I know uh, I know part of you's just saying that because like I know it wasn't my best work. Like if I went back down and got my notes, I could show you some sketches. I think that you'd really I think it would really, you know, but I think like I appreciate you saying I appreciate you saying it cuz I really did need the uh 
I needed comforting and I needed validation. And so it means a lot that you, uh, I could, you know, even if you didn't a hundred percent mean it, it means a lot to me that you sort of, uh, that you put in the effort. Yeah. And here's the thing. I feel like even if you don't like where, where, where your work is going, even if you feel as though you're not reaching your full potential, I feel like the lich studies and specifically, uh, stories about why they suck. It's a very underserved genre. I think, uh, there's definitely a first to market sort of a, a advantage here. Like when there once the market is flooded, even if you're great at it, I mean, who's gonna who's gonna look at this new lich story guy? You know, who's gonna read a troll's take on a lich? Because I mean, people have already they only have so many hours in a day. They're already reading the popular lich journals. You know? Yeah, right. Of course. But I feel like you got to really hit strike the iron. Do you know what iron is? Um. Yeah, I know what cold iron is, but we don't we don't really touch cold iron because it is enchanted by fey magic, and therefore if I touch it, you know I'm gonna turn to stone. It's a whole, it's yeah, a whole okay. thing. The, don't strike the iron then. Um, but you know what I mean. I mean, like get on this. You know, like I do. You need like vellum. I could get you vellum. I would. You know what? I've been writing on uh, squirrel pelt. <laughs> and it has not been conducive to the process. I feel like I feel like I'm 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 only getting really the one take and then I got to find a new squirrel, but that means going away from the bridge and yeah. It's uh, just I, a lot. I've been sitting in on some classes in the in the Bard's College and I got to tell you that these professors when they get a when they get a pelt-based MS, it goes right in the trash. What? Yeah. I've sent them 14 MSs. Yeah, and oh I I don't agree with it either. That's the, it's just how these bards are. They need their shit to be fancy. Yeah, I personally, I think all writing should be on pelts. Uh, speci- I, personally, if I was ever going to write my memoirs, it would be on a series of uh, lich's face that I've cured into leather. Uh, but, yeah, you need vellum. You need vellum if you want I to I do need vellum. Seriously. Like, I, I, the, your whole thing about all of it should be on pelts was a lot of little condescending, if I'm being honest. I'm just, hey, I'm just hey. leveling with you. He he motions to his uh, loincloth. He's like, "I'm a true believer of pelts. Don't do not impugn my love of pelts." Okay, my dude. okay. Don't berserk a rage here. It's let's be cool. Okay. So what I'm saying to you right now? Let me cross this bridge. Let me get my get this amulet to my buddy Cleve. I'll bring you back. What do you need? Like a hundred a hundred sheaves? Oh, that'd be great. A hundred sheaves would be awesome. And, uh, yeah. Could you also get me um, some? Well, I guess I have. S- You've been to Bard College. Let me ask you. Obviously, squirrel pelts are not. It's not standard. It's not. Um, uh, it's not by the books. Uh, yeah. w- squirrel blood. As ink. As ink. Oh gosh. You know, I can't really speak to that. Me personally, um, I feel like I'd be fine either way. My okay. buddy Cleve, then in that case, I'm my, not going to ask you for ink. I think that should be fine. If the squirrel's blood, yeah. we'll be fine. Yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy Cleve, he has a brother named Bleed. Uh, he's literate. He's the family's shame, but he actually only reads things written in blood. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that's a barbarian, you know, bias. Maybe that's not. Universal. This is all I can tell you. Anyway, um, 
So he sort of taps his foot and looks around. He's like, so, uh, you said you needed faces? Uh, what if I, you know, brought you like a goblin's face? You know? You need that? Uh, what if you, okay. Here's what I'm gonna say. You bring me a hundred sheaths of paper. You got, in one, one week, I'm giving you a week. I'm giving yeah. you a week. I'm giving you a week, Roger. You give me a hundred cheese okay. of hundred cheese of vellum. I'm gonna say ten pig faces, pig jowls. You know, we want that real. I want that real. The real I have not. I haven't had pork in a long mm-hmm. time. You give me that. I could consider maybe you know rushing, charging at you, but then like maybe you you hit me with the broadside of your sword, and I go I go dizzy, and I fall into the water, and then you cross the bridge, but then I'm still under the bridge. Are you getting my mm-hmm. drift? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I like where you're going with this, but um, pig faces are kind of kind of hard to get because usually pigs are owned by people. You take their faces off, they come and okay, get you. That's not I... an adventure. I, how about this? How about this? There's a sort of a metaphor. What if I send uh, six of the uh, village police? Uh, they're often called pigs by the youth. Uh, I tell them that the bridge is totally safe and to just not even worry about crossing it. And then, yo, one, six pig faces. Two, you can practice that berserker rage I taught you. Okay, no, that's actually, I feel like that's solid. That's a solid, okay, I'm liking this. I, I think I could work with that. You know, get the jump on them. Uh, I've got some new, I've got some new curse poetry that I might break out. It'd be good. I'm thinking this will, this might work. But I still want the mm-hmm. vellum, though. The vellum is important, Oh, though. yeah, definitely. That's, that's easy enough to get. And I got it just... This is just a note, you know, take it or leave it. You got one of the things about being a, a writer is you have to understand which criticism to take and which to just to, of course, to leave. Of course, of course. I'm thinking you use the curse poetry uh unseen, you know, while they while they don't know who's saying it. Then when they're on the bridge they're looking like what's going on. That's when you uh, that's when you jump out and do the berserker rage. Because I got to tell you, when you're in the berserker rage, you're not going to remember what language is. You're just, it just won't be a thing you can conceive of. So I don't want the rage to step on the poem or the poem to step on the rage. That's just that's just my take. I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That's uh yeah, cuz then they'd be looking around. They'd be like, "Is the bridge talking?" That's I'm going to workshop that. Yeah, I've got a few different approaches. I'm thinking that might be interesting cuz if I stand uh under the if there's a if I stay in the nook, I think my voice will echo in a way that hmm, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, they'll think the bridge is haunted. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah, you, a troll under a bridge, uh, you know, maybe maybe like a wizard and like a couple of knights could. T- I, I, I hope I hope this doesn't happen, but they could like take you out. But a haunted bridge? Well, that's just. I mean, that bridge is just no go. Okay. Yeah. Um. And he looks at the sun, and it's beginning to uh, set over the horizon. He says. Listen, Caliban, it's been a, it's been great, but I'm crossing this bridge right now. And now we, now we both roll, we both roll our six-sided dice. Yep, yep. And we want to get under the number that I've reached on the patience track, which is from one to six, because uh, we never, the, I never, the trust track, the trust track. I never ran out of patience, which is mm-hmm. good. Now you want to roll under the number 
that I have come up on the on the trust track. So roll your dice, and then I'll tell you where we got on the trust track. I rolled a five. I also rolled a five, which is great because we got to a six. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I love it. So, if we both. So what uh, what happens? Uh, the game book has specific sections for the adventure and the troll. So why don't you tell me what happens if we both roll under? Uh, hold on, I, I bumped the mic. Let me reset that. No, no problem. So why don't you tell us what happens if we both roll under? If we both roll under the patience track, we have an amicable amicable farewell noted by partnership, compassion, and hope. Which I think is both beautiful and earned. Yeah, I think we earned this. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think what happens is uh, is they stand there for a second. You say, you say I'm crossing this bridge right now. Uh, Caliban nods. He nods. And he lunges at you. Mm-hmm. And you, you hit him with the bra. It's, but it's, he lunges at you and he winks right as he starts yeah. to do it. And... Uh, Roger Sword Hoister hoists his sword and sort of uh, gives him a, a playful slap on the cheek with the broad side of his sword. And he goes, oh, no! Oh! And he really, he sells it. He sells it a lot. He kind of oversells and, it, like, yeah. just a little bit. Roger Sword Hoister yells out, oh, gosh! And he falls. The curse of, the curse of this haunted bridge with its great poetry. It, it's, oh, I just barely survived. And he, uh, you cross the bridge successfully. You get to the other side. Um, uh, and Caliban goes back to his little breakfast nook. There were no sea serpents. <laughs> and he's kind of sitting uh, back under the bridge. And he goes, sea serpents. It's a, I should have said river, river, ser- river serpents. It should have been river serpents. I'd, I'm not an improv uh, guy. I'm not an improv guy. I thought that went pretty well. It's okay. It's not, not everything is going to be 100%. Don't let mm. perfect get in the way of good. Yeah. And he kind of sits, and he looks at the sun, and he waits. And uh, Roger Sword Hoister uh, sprints to the, ta- the local tavern. He goes up to the, uh, to the rooms on the second floor. He bursts into one, and there is a half-orc uh, laying with his stomach cut open, just his, uh, his intestines... Uh, beginning to fester and the room just smells of rot and he smashes this amulet he's been holding in his hands and a ghost comes out and blows ghostly energy on Cleve's uh, cut open belly and it magically stitches itself back up and uh, Roger says to Cleve like hey buddy I did it I, I, I got the amulet and I killed the lich a, a pretty good day and hey I made a new friend. I think you might like to meet him one day, too. But hold on. I got to go on an errand. I'm definitely not going to the Bard's College because I've never been there because I hate Bards and I don't secretly want to be one. So just let that be known. And he runs off to the Bard's College. Um, he goes to the, the sort of the supply master uh, and intimidates him into giving him 100 sheets of vellum. And the next day... He and uh, Cleve roll back up to the to the to the bridge with the hundred sheets, and uh, 
and Roger's like, "Hey, uh, ha- haunted haunted bridge. That's very scary. We're just gonna leave these hundred sheets as uh, as tribute." You got it. That's, y- you get me. It's dead silent. It's dead silent. But you're pretty sure that he get. You're pretty sure he picks up on it. Yeah. Well. Good looking out. Expect the uh, expect the sheriff's men tomorrow. Uh, several days later, or the next day, the next day, uh, six town guardsmen come up upon this bridge. They start to cross it, and they hear. Give me a second. Okay. Feel the bridge's wrath under a burning red moon. Caliban the Red, and it, and we see over the over the moon, which is in fact not burning in red, but you know it fit the syllable count. Mm-hmm. We see the shape of Caliban leap up, freeze frame, and that's game. Hell yeah, I love it. That was good. That was a really fun game. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Ah, oh, Roger. What a what a what a good fe- what a good guy and met a good friend. What a good couple of friends they are. I'm really happy that they yeah. hit it off. I was that's good. Oh, what a good game. <laughs> Tom, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was a blast. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much for having me. So, real quick before we wrap up, where can people find your work online? People can find ShuffleQuest at shufflequest.com. People can find ShuffleQuest online at shufflequest.libsyn.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio. You're listening to a podcast right now, friends, so you know where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shufflequestpodcast. Uh, on Twitter at twitter.com slash shufflequest. And... Uh, you can email us at shufflequestpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, ShuffleQuest comes out every second Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, I hope you check it out because it's super fun and goofy. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast and a half. And now I am going to throw mm-hmm. it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it future, me. Thanks, Bass Me, and thanks again to Tom for coming on to the show. That game was really fun and surprisingly sweet and also really silly, and I super appreciated it, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you again for coming on the show. Be sure to check out ShuffleQuest at shufflequest.libsyn.com. It's really funny and interesting and good and different, and I think you'll really dig it. You should also follow ShuffleQuest on Twitter at ShuffleQuest. Then, while you're on Twitter, you should follow this show at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. If you really enjoy the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. All three of those things help us find new listeners and grow and do bigger, better, and cooler things. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can support our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon backers get access to bonus material, interviews, and mini-podcasts. And Patreon dollars help pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, convention appearances, and all that good stuff. You can find that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you want to hear more from me, check out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano, Saez, and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game children. And also sometimes we play role-playing games, like this week we played Jim McClure's Reflections, and it was a baller-ass episode. You should check that out at allmyfantasychildren.libsyn.com. 
Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you just want to talk to me about Kaiju Big Battle, because I always want to talk about Kaiju Big Battle, because Kaiju Big Battle is great, you should email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on.